0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Well, good morning, everybody. It is a Saturday morning in the Delaware Valley. Glenn Mac Ray Dinger. I am back from vacation, tanned, rested, and ready to go. Ray, you look great. I caught you right in the middle of a powdered sugar donut. That would be correct. How are you? Ray, impeccable timing by you to just take a bite into that just as... Go on. Anyway, great to see you, uh, Ray. As the day goes on, I want to talk to you. I know your play is now in uh, on stage, and I'm hearing great things about it, so congratulations to you. Thank you. Uh, we have not seen each other for a couple of weeks. So the Eagles uh, play preseason Thursday night against Green Bay. There's a lot that we will cover in that, but apparently coming out of that game, they were not delighted with the play of their cornerbacks because yesterday – I don't know if anybody saw this coming, but the Eagles make a trade with the Buffalo Bills, acquire cornerback Ronald Darby in exchange for wide receiver Jordan Matthews, and a third-round pick next year. A lot to give up. Darby is a third-year player out of Florida State, second-round pick in 2015. By the way, three picks after the Eagles took Eric Rowe. Correct. The gone-but-never-forgotten Eric Rowe. Um, Who now is a Super Bowl ring. He does have a Super Bowl ring. Thank you, Right, That was very... Just thought
2: thought I would interject that.
1: Yes. So, I don't... I have very mixed feelings about this trade. Clearly, the Eagles need to improve the quarterback, cornerback. It was a weakness last year. I didn't think it got much better over the offseason with the addition of Patrick Robinson, uh, Rasul Douglas. They drafted Jones, but he's not going to play this year. And it looked... If anything, worse than it could be, worse than it was last year. Mm -hmm. So I'm delighted that they decided to improve it. I thought the price was high, uh, giving it Matthews and the third rounder. But here's the thing, Ray. What will take place over the next minute and a half in this show is going to really impact the feelings of the Delaware Valley. Because most of us kind of know Ronald Darby from afar, right? Plays for the Bills. Apparently had a really good rookie year two years ago. Slipped a lot last year. They want to know what you think, so I'm just going to ask you right off the bat, Ray Dinger. This trade
2: was it worth it? I thought it was. I I agree with what you said that it was a it was a steep price to pay I mean, you gave up the guy that was your leading receiver and a third round draft choice. Uh, so that was, I mean, you gave up a lot, but what you got. But what you got was you got a guy who's a starting a starting caliber cornerback, uh, and they needed it. I mean, they, I think they realized that they couldn't go into the regular season with what they had. I, I think they understood that. And Jim Schwartz kind of addressed it somewhat indirectly in a couple of press conferences. I think what's what really kind of pushed them to this point was that Patrick mm-hmm. Robinson – is patrick robinson i mean they've they've seen what the other teams saw that he's not he's not a frontline player um jalen mills is still kind of what he was last year which is a guy that has good games and not so good games um and rasul douglas is a guy they drafted in the third round that they really hoped would push for a starting job but glenn based on what we've seen so far he's just not ready i yeah. mean he's, he's i mean he's going to make the team but you can't count on him as your starter so at some I mean, point, just want to throw one opener, thing about Jalen Mills. Go.
1: My sense of Jalen Mills is he's, he's good and he's got skills, but he lacks that speed that he's going to need to cover some of the top receivers in the league. That's what we saw from him last year. Is he, he if a guy's if running you know if the wide receiver playing against him is running a four three, he's not going to be able to cover him.
2: Right, same thing. Uh, yeah, that's that's exactly right. I mean, it was a problem that they had last year. They had cornerbacks that don't run that well. Um, Mills. Is a four six guy. Um, Rasul Douglas is not particularly fast. I mean, for a rookie, I mean, he's not blazing fast. He's more of a four six guy. And if, in this division, with the receivers you have in this division, if you're starting two four six corners, that's going to be a liability. And so, th- I think the Eagles recognized that they needed to get a better corner. They needed to get real speed on the corner, and they're certainly getting speed in Ronald Darby. Um, I really liked him at Florida State. I did. Um, he was part of a, of a cornerback tandem there. It was The other guy was P.J. Williams. And actually, P.J. Williams got more publicity um, and was a little more celebrated coming out of college. But I actually thought Darby was a better college player. And he was drafted in the second round by the Bills and had a very, very good rookie year. Um,
1: Pro football focus, which you and I sometimes kind of make jokes about because I don't always understand what metrics they use for their decisions, but they named him defensive rookie of the year right not just defensive rookie at his position the best defensive rookie in the NFL that year.
2: yeah they did I mean he was he was certainly a worthy all rookie team choice I don't know that I would have picked him as defensive rookie of the year but he played he played very well but I wasn't that surprised I mean he was considered one of I had him rated as my uh, fifth best corner coming out I mean I thought he was that good and he had a terrific rookie year last year not so good. Yeah. Last, I mean, last year, I mean, to say he struggled is being kind. So now you're, if, now you're in a situation where you're trying to evaluate. You got the tape of two years ago where he looked outstanding, the tape of last year where he didn't look good at all. And now you've got to make a determination of, okay, which is he? you know. And I, my feeling is I think he's more like he was as a rookie because I felt he was that good coming out of college. I think he's a real quality player. Uh, and he certainly addresses a need that this team had. So uh, I think the Eagles paid a steep price, but I think it was a price that they had to pay because they needed to get a player at that position, and this kid has a chance to be pretty good.
1: You talked about how he played last year, and they can get stats on everything. And so last year, quarterbacks had a 104.8 QB rating against them. And as you know, anything over 100 – for a quarterback is excellent, which means anything over 100 for a cornerback is awful. Um, Leotis McKelvin was worse, which is is nice to know. Uh, Jalen Mills was a 97.7 last year. Uh, And I was reading, I was trying to find some stuff out of Buffalo and what they said, and there's a guy, Rich Kowalski, who writes for a thing called Bills Wire. And he said uh, his passes defended drop from 21 all the way down to 12. He was plagued by some injuries throughout the year, um, and his firm grip as a starter was beginning to to slip. I don't know what injuries he had, how that impacted. Later into the, the show today, we're going to talk to uh, Sal Carpaccio, who covers the Bills for WGR Radio. He's there, the guy who's in, in camp every day, and we'll find out what the nature of, of the injuries were. Uh, he is the fourth defensive back the Eagles have picked up from the Bills since 2015. The others all played for Jim Schwartz there. This kid did not. Right i got to tell you, the others haven't exactly worked out. Corey Graham, McKelvin, and Ron Brooks. Brooks mostly because he's hurt. But, right. And I don't know that I put all that together and say, therefore, he won't be good.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He better be good because they paid a steep price for him. They did. Um, you know, I, don't, I think I'm like most Eagles fans. I, I probably watch the Bills more than most people here because I like the Bills. I grew up in Buffalo. It's kind of a team I still have a a soft spot for, but I can't tell you I watched the Bills and really judged how, how well or poorly he played. The reports are bad, but your, your sense is he had one good year, one bad year, so which is the fluke, and your, your thought is because he was that good of a college player, you're trusting the first year.
2: I trust what I saw in college, which is he's a, he's a very, skilled, very skilled player um, who had a bad year last year. Um, as always, I'm, I'm sure I amuse you with this. I, have, I brought with me my college scouting oh, report on him. I love this. I love when you do this. So
1: for those who don't know, and most of you who listen certainly do know this, Ray writes down on a uh, yellow legal pad every player in the draft, the pluses and the minuses. And I'm pleased to say that the pluses on this page are are a lengthier list than the minuses. Elite track man. Won the state hundred meter. Well, that's impressive. It's good to know he's from Maryland. I think. Yes. Yeah.
2: He's, okay. He's, he's from Maryland. He was actually he was actually world class. He ran on the world junior team. So I mean he was I mean he was he was an elite track man. Okay.
1: Forty one and a half inch vertical jump. Very quick in short areas. Uh, anticipates well. Jumps routes. Excellent condition. Four percent body fat. Excuse me. A press man cover corner. NFL ready skill set has long speed. Ray, you love this guy. Hold I on, did. let's let's look at the negatives. I liked him a lot. Really, here is the negatives: injuries, sports hernia in twenty twelve, hamstring in twenty fourteen. Grabs too much, meaning the receiver. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, he, he draws some flags more than a player like more than a player with his ability should. That was more of a college thing than a pro thing.
1: Stays blocked.
2: Doesn't doesn't fight off blocks all that well. Okay.
1: Sometimes relies on speed too much, and you told me this has been an issue in the in the NFL.
2: I thought so. Um, so, and it's not unique to him. It's if you have a if you have a cornerback, especially who has his kind of speed, and he was a four three eight forty yard dash guy, which is flying. Yeah, I mean, if you're under four four, you're flying. Uh, sometimes, if you're that fast, um, you rely on your speed too much. Is the way I phrased it in there, and your thinking is. There's no, I can make any mistake and just outrun it. So you, you rely on your speed at the expense of technique. Your, your technique can get uh, a little careless uh, because you figure, well, I'm, I'm faster than everybody else. I'll make up for it. Well, you can get away with that in college. You can't get away with it steadily in the pros. And I thought last year teams, after having had a year to study him, began to take advantage of that tendency I mean his his tendency to jump on a double move his tendency to bite on a play action fake um, and they took advantage of it a little bit and he got beat sometimes and I think it hurt his confidence a little bit but the fact that super fast corners sometimes don't have great technique is not unusual, but I think it's characteristic of what you saw with him especially last year
1: uh shorter than ideal he's uh, he was when you have him here coming out of the draft five ten and five eighths. Uh, Better in man than zone. (coughs) Excuse me. Too easily fooled on double moves and play action. Well, that's kind of what you're saying. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, And only two picks in three seasons. And he hasn't had a lot of interceptions in the NFL either. Right. I don't tend to judge corners often by picks uh, because I remember uh, just there have been a lot of great cornerbacks who don't have a lot of picks mostly because quarterbacks wouldn't throw to them. Right. So... That's
2: okay, but is he missing opportunities for picks? Does he have bad hands? Not really. Okay, not really. I, I, I think he is. A, I think he's a good player, and he's young, uh, and I, I think he can really improve. I think he can really improve over last year. Um, maybe getting to a new situation will help him. Uh, I, I think the way he plays, uh, his his particular skill set, I think will translate well with Jim Schwartz because Jim Schwartz likes to have. Corners that can press on the outside, play man underneath. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of player this kid is. You know, he doesn't necessarily play with a big cushion. He doesn't necessarily have to play zone. In fact, he plays better in press man. And I think that's kind of what Schwartz wants to go with is, you remember last year when they played games against guys like Aaron Rodgers, how the cornerbacks had to play way off because they didn't trust their ability to cover. And good corner, good quarterbacks, accurate throwers, just killed them throwing the ball underneath. And he was afraid to bring his corners up because he couldn't trust them at press coverage. Well, now if you get a kid like this, if you get a kid like Ron Darby, you can play that kind of coverage, and it's you know it's something they didn't have last year, and they have it now. I think the bottom
1: line is he walks here. I'm assuming he arrives today, arrived yesterday. Probably not practicing today. I'm assuming we'll practice and play Thursday against the Bills. Against Maybe the Bills, cover Jordan Matthews. For all I know. Um, he's got to come in and he's got to be good. He's immediately got to be your best cornerback. He has to be productive. You gave up a lot. We'll take a break. We'll talk about what they gave up because I think they paid a hefty price. Um, but this kid can't be just okay. He's got to be real good.
2: Yeah. to say You say he comes in as your best cornerback. That's sort of damning with faint praise considering what he's coming in to be. No, he has to be better than your best cornerback. He has to be very good.
1: Yeah. Okay, eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. We'll talk about the Eagles' side of it. We'll go over Thursday night's game, Ray. I, I, I think we always get fooled. It was two hundred and twenty-one days since we last got to see the Eagles play. Mm-hmm. So you build up the anticipation, and you build it up, and you build it up, and then they have the preseason, and then three minutes into the second quarter, if not sooner, you say, "Why am I
2: wasting my time?" Yeah, you're,
1: it's just it's awful.
2: You find yourself saying. Was that the ninth or the 10th fumble that we just saw? <laughs> oh, great, a penalty flag.
1: <laughs> Haven't seen enough of those tonight. Uh, but there are some things to pick apart from that game, so sure. we'll, we'll do that as well. 888-729-9494. Ray Dinger, Glenn Macnow on a uh, cloudy, cloudy Saturday morning in Delaware Valley. Hey, summer savings are heating up at Chevrolet of Turnersville, 0% for 72 months on new 2017 Cruise LTs, Malibu LTs, uh, and tracks LTs, right now at Chevrolet of Turnersville. New 2017 Cruise, LTs, Malibus, and Trax, zero for 72. Find two, new roads, Route 42 in the Turnersville Auto Mall. Online, ChevroletOfTurnersville.com. Some restrictions apply. Sale expires at the end of the month. See Daler for details and tell him Glenn Macnow sent you.
3: Sports Radio 94 WIP 2020 Sports
0: brought to you by ShopRite of Williamstown. I'm Sue Schilling. The Eagles are on the practice field this morning at the NovaCare Complex. Birds making a move yesterday sending wide receiver Jordan Matthews to the Bills in exchange for a cornerback Ronald Darby. Darby is at the practice facility but is not suited up this morning. Meanwhile, backup quarterback Nick Foles remains sidelined with that soreness in his elbow. And uh, Eagles head coach Doug Peterson is set to speak after practice at 10.45. Eagles executive vice president of football operations Howie Roseman uh, making the deal yesterday.
3: Comes a point in a trade where you feel like if I don't do this, uh, I'm going to lose the player. And um, you got to feel whether that's worth it. You know, um, when we trade off for Carson, I mean, we try to do better. There's no question about it, too. And I'm I'm certainly not comparing uh, that as apples to apples, but... Um, it's whether you want the player. And if the player is a good player and helps our football team, we're going to be happy with the trade.
0: Eagles continue their preseason schedule Thursday night against the Bills at Lincoln Financial Field at 7 o'clock, a game that can be heard right here on 94 WIP. Bills host the Mets again tonight at 7.05. Aaron Nola makes the start for the Phillies. Stephen Matz for the Mets. The game can be heard on 94 WIP. Leading off with Rob Cherry begins at 6. Ph- Phillies fell to the Mets last night 7-6. to Mark your calendars and bring the kids to meet the Philly fanatic at ShopRite of Williamstown this coming Thursday, August 17th at 1130 in the morning. CBS 3 eyewitness weather, spotty showers, isolated thunder, very muggy, high 81, 72 in Philadelphia. Get the story 20 minutes before and after every hour for breaking news and scores. Go to cbsphillysports.com, follow Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. 2020
3: Sports on Sports Radio 94 WIP.
0: Well,
1: they've been trying to get the corner position right for a long time and have not had much success doing it. Drafted Sidney Jones this year, who they see as the long-term future, but he's un- very unlikely to play at all this year. I guess the good news, Ray, is they now have a slew of young cornerbacks. The flip side of that is none of them has proven anything.
2: That is correct. Okay. That's, that's, that's where they are. But what, but what Howie says there, I mean, he's right. I mean, they had, they had to do something. They had to do something. I mean, last Sunday when you you were away and Joe Giglio and I were were working from the booth, from Merle's booth, watching the open practice, um, we spent a lot of time talking about the whole cornerback situation, and that was when the talk about Jordan Matthews being traded really heated up. Yeah. Because there had been a report um, on NFL.com by uh, Daniel Jeremiah, who's a very, I think, very astute analyst and and a former NFL scout who had said that he felt, that by the time the season started, that Nelson Aguilar would be the Eagles slot receiver, and Jordan Matthews would be elsewhere. And Jordan Matthews fired back the next day, saying, "You know, there's nothing to it, and I'm going to be here. And who's Daniel Jeremiah? And blah blah blah." Well, the fact is, Daniel knew exactly what he was talking about. So we began speculating about the whole idea of what it would take to, you know, what it would take to do this. Would Matthews be gone? Would he be the guy that would bring you in a corner? But regardless of how you went out and got another corner. The fact is you had no choice. You had to. I mean, just watching them break the huddle at the open practice and seeing Jalen Mills on one side and Patrick Robinson on the other. I mean, I said to Joe Jilly, you can't start the season this way. I don't know who it's going to be, but it's not going to be the guys we're looking at right now.
1: Okay. So we'll we'll discuss Darby more, but let's discuss what they gave up, which is Jordan Matthews and a third. Um, I don't like giving up those high draft picks, but let's start with Jordan Matthews. Jordan Matthews, to me, was a guy who was always going to be a good receiver, never going to be a special receiver. Um, he didn't, it wasn't particularly a, a, a long threat. He had a way of getting open. His hands could be kind of spotty. He dropped a lot of passes over the last couple of years, but he also caught a lot. There are only six players in NFL history who caught more balls than him in his first three years, which is, I mean, that's a surprise, you know, because he, again, never a star, but kind of always there and kind of helpful. I am concerned, again, if if Darby comes in and he's great, this is terrific. But the flip side of this is you're taking a position that you worked really hard to strengthen this year, and you're dropping it back a notch. Um, and I don't love that. I, I thought he would be as a good, good slot receiver. I thought if you have all Sean Jeffrey out there and Torrey Smith is your deep threat, he would catch a ton of balls underneath all season. Mm -hmm. He'd be open a lot. He'd get single coverage all year, and he'd be open. He'd have 80 catches for 900 yards. I don't believe I'm going to get that from Nelson Aguilar.
2: Well, uh, Nelson, they're really counting on him now. Yeah, great. There's no no doubt about that. Mm, Good. Uh, He's – I don't know that, that Aguilar's good training camp, and he has had a good training camp is what actually put the wheels in motion to make this trade. The trade was made because they needed help at the cornerback position desperately. That's what brought the trade about. The fact that Aguilar has been good through training camp and everything gives them a little bit of a cushion. It gives them a little bit of hope that maybe we've got our cornerback, maybe we've got our our slot receiver here. They'll certainly get that opportunity now. And and you know that I have been an Aguilar defender uh, largely over these last two years. And I still do believe he has the ability you to... You and Ike, you're, you're the you're the last on the boat. I think I'm probably the last one on the boat. I still do, I still do believe, and I firmly believe he has the ability to play in the NFL. Uh, his problems are purely um, a confidence issue, I believe. Um, and the fact that he's had a very good training camp so far suggests that he's beginning to rebuild his confidence. Now he's got an opportunity to step in there and play. I think he can play better in the slot than he did at the outside position. I originally thought when they drafted him that he was a guy that was flexible enough to play inside and outside. After watching him try to play on the outside, I'm now starting to think that he's probably better suited to playing in the slot. Um, and that's, listen, he's going to get the first call here, but I think the Eagles feel like they've got, it's funny to say about a team that was so bad at the wide receiver position last year, but I think the Eagles actually feel pretty comfortable with the guys that they have at that position now. They, they, they really do like Mac, Mac Hollins, who mm-hmm. had a really nice play mm-hmm. in the game against the Packers. You know, Gibson has been up and down, started real badly. He's, played, he's, he's practiced a little better the last couple of weeks. They're very high on Marcus Johnson. Um, to be what? Bryce, yeah. and, and let's
1: just start with Gibson and, and Marcus Johnson.
2: Right. High on them to be what? Guys that can contribute. Guys that can contribute
1: more than uh, either. of them going to have more than twenty catches this well, year. I don't.
2: I don't see Gibson. I don't see Gibson as a, as a slot receiver. I think Gibson is. I mean, he's a burner. He's got. A, he's a guy that's going to play outside and he's going to be a deep threat. That's what if he's going to be anything. That's what he's going to be. Uh-huh. Um, Johnson, I think can. Johnson, I think can play inside or outside. Um, Hollins is a big guy who can play inside or outside. Yeah, I
1: like of of all of those you mentioned. I like Hollins, but oh, even so do I. As a,
2: as a rookie, I don't know what I am going to get from
1: Hollins. Right. No, and, I, what, and I know they used Bryce Treggs the other day, and now everybody's all you know hot to trot about Bryce Treggs.
2: Well, he had the most catches Thursday night for, I, for what that's I, worth. I know
1: I watched Bryce Treggs all last year. <laughs> I I think I saw what he what he can do.
2: And I'm and again he's not now he's not a slot receiver either. No, I he's understand. He's a guy that plays on the outside. Right. he's a vertical. I'm,
1: I'm just looking at the whole right. wide receiver core, and, and I have to tell you the Aguilar thing. Annoyed me before Thursday, annoyed me before the trade, and now annoys me probably even more because I keep hearing about, oh, you know, he's, he's got the increased confidence and he's the attitude and look at the hands he's showing. And, you know, you because you're not on Twitter, right? you are blessed that you don't have to see everyday people tweeting out every play in training camp. No, I don't. Right. Oh, Carson Wentz, 11 for 12 today, four catches by Aguilar. Book your Super Bowl reservations. Mm-hmm.
2: I know that's going on.
1: It is. And the thing with Aguilar <laughs> is it's, it's all dandy about how great he's playing until you remember that, A, he's running patterns against those inferior cornerbacks that right. you're talking about, and, B, he's under no threat of getting hit by a receiver, which to me is a big thing because I've always – you talk about confidence. I think it's confidence is thing. I think he hears footsteps. It is one thing to dance your way through practice in the bubble – it is another one to make that tough catch when a safety is about to drive through your solar plexus. Right. And that's where I worry about it. And, you know, I know that on Thursday night he dropped a pass or two or whatever. And, again, it's preseason, so I don't want to put too much import on that. But to me, Aguilar's got to show me. He's at the point now where show me something before I believe it. Oh, yeah. and, and don't show me something in practice. I, I don't care if he's doing it down in South Philadelphia. In, in shells, right. I need to see it in a game where somebody's actually going to hit it. And
2: I'm I'm not believing it. Well, that's listen, everything you said, is it's totally fair. Everything you said is absolutely correct. And even though I have been an Aguilar defender throughout all this, I mean, I'm where you are. I mean, and I said this last Sunday when I was with Joe, when we were talking about the fact that Aguilar had had a very good camp. And he had, had, he had been really good through practices all along. And he was catching the ball real naturally, unlike – Remember last year how he was fighting the ball, how he was lunging for oh, the yeah. balls, clanking off his hands? When, when you watched him in practice every day, he was, he was catching the ball the way he caught it at Southern Cal, which he was just plucking it. And, I mean, he just, he just looked like a different guy. And that, to me, was encouraging. I'm sure to the coaches it was encouraging. But I said the same thing to Joe. I think this is all good stuff, and it's all very positive. But I can't say that he's turned the corner until I see him actually play any game. I, can't, I need to see him do this in a game, and not just for one week, but for several weeks, and build on it, before I'm really willing to say, yeah, he's there now. But he's definitely been better. And I, would the coaches, would the Eagles have made this move if Aguilar had had a terrible camp? They probably would have done it anyway because they, the, the needed cornerback was that great.
1: Yeah, and the other factor that plays into it that's part of football these days is the economics of it. Matthews is on the last year of his contract. I think they realized that chances of them re-signing him were pretty limited. So if they can get something for him, they will. Happens more than it used to in the NFL. Oh, sure. You kind of get these these salary dump trades, almost like the NBA, uh, in a way that didn't happen five years ago, ten years ago. So I understand that element of it. Ronald Darby plays pretty cheap. Jordan Matthews, Contra, and, and, and plays this year and next. And you, get you, two, you get another year you out get of him. Darby for two years. Right. Jordan Matthews, you would have to do something. Uh, you'd have to make a decision, and their decision was, we're not going to keep him. We like the other possibilities we have, so he's gone. So I get that. I get it. Again, I hate to be ambivalent about something because it's not what you like to do in sports talk radio. To me, all I'm saying is I'm no expert on Ronald Darby. He better be damn good because you gave up a lot. That's
2: your you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right on on, on on all counts. And the contract definitely had a lot to do with it. And I'm sure Jordan Matthews and his agent were arguing from the standpoint that, look, I'm your leading receiver. I should be paid like a number one receiver. And their position is, well, yeah, you are a leading receiver, but we don't view you as a number one receiver. Yeah. I don't know if they're ever going to resolve that financial aspect. And the fact that they were at the risk of losing him after one more year, why not trade him now and get something for him? And they got something that they desperately needed.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's get uh, Joe up here. Joe, you're on ninety four WIP.
3: Hi, gentlemen. Good afternoon. This is the first time I've called WIP in about twenty five years. I think Glenn, you were the one I spoke to. Wow, well, I chased your way for a quarter of a century. <laughs> Something I, I, I'm sure it I, was hope you. I wasn't that rude to you. Uh, no, not at all. Um, I, but I just wanted to kind of comment on the Darby trade. I I think uh, when you guys were opening up, there was you're, you're kind of echoing what a lot of people were saying as well. Darby better be great for all they gave up. He better be amazing. I'm I'm hoping he's amazing, but I don't really think that it's, I think we're all looking at the trade wrong. It isn't we gave up, we gave up, um, you know, Jordan Matthews and a third round pick for Darby. I think we gave up Jordan Matthews and a third round pick for Darby and whoever we're going to re sign with the money that we didn't use to sign Matthews next year. And I think that really needs to be factored into this trade is. Matthews was going to ask for a lot of money, and where was that? And where is that going to go next year? So I'll hang up and just listen to you guys comment.
1: Well, it, it's so. a fair point, and it's kind of what we were saying, uh, addressing just a, a moment ago. Yeah, the economics play into it. Um, I mean, you, there's no sin in having a guy for a year and then letting him walk if you think you're going to be good this year. They signed Alshon Jeffrey for a year. They signed Legarrette Blount for a year. I mean, that's they've they've done right. He's a year too Blount. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's the new trend in the NFL. So having Jordan Matthews for a year is is not a horrible thing, right? I, I, one of the things I take out of this move is it seems to me they think they can contend. Mm-hmm. They think that they're they're good enough on offense. They've got enough going, but they needed a cornerback. This this is a trade that tells me you you want to win the division this year.
2: Well, yeah, I think they're probably they're probably thinking that, but whatever your aspirations were or your or your expectations were for how you matched up with the rest of the division, the one thing that they that they knew from watching practice was they just couldn't they could not line up with the with the corners they had now. They had to go get somebody. And listen, if you're an Eagles fan today, you gotta be feeling pretty good. The Eagles addressed their biggest need by going out and getting a guy who has a chance to be really good. The Dallas Cowboys lose Ezekiel Elliott for the six game suspension. And the Washington Redskins lose Trent Murphy, who was one of their best pass rushers for the whole season with a torn ACL. And the Giants, in their first preseason, gave up like nine sacks. So if you're an Eagles fan today, I mean, there are no guarantees at this point in August, but you've got to be feeling pretty good about Trend where you are.
1: Trend lines are, are good. Yeah, And we'll talk about some of those things, including Ezekiel Elliott coming up. 888-729-9494. Ray Dinger, Glenn now Saturday morning on 94. WIP, so recently my wife and I were out at the brewery, Conchhock & Brewing Company, Uh, And I thought to myself, uh, you know what would be great? If I could just finish this night off with a little Bassett's ice cream and there, right next door to the brewery, is the newest Bassett's ice cream partner, Frosty Falls, right on DeKalb Street in Bridgeport. Let me tell you something, Frosty Falls really gets it. You know they get it because they serve Bassett's, a locally owned Philly favorite, making summers sweeter and family memories brighter for over 150 years. Stop over at Frosty Falls in Bridgeport. Ask for Ryan, the manager. He'll treat you well. Share some smiles with family and friends because everyone smiles over Bassett's
3: ice cream. Sports Radio 94, WIP 2020 Sports.
0: Brought to you by Ackerman Security. I'm Sue Schilling. The Eagles are still on the practice field this morning at the NovaCare Complex. They did make a move yesterday. Sending wide receiver Jordan Matthews to the Bills. Birds get cornerback Ronald Darby. Darby is at the practice facility but is not suited up this morning. Also, backup quarterback Nick Foles once again sidelined with elbow soreness. Eagles head coach Doug Peterson is set to speak after practice this morning. Coming up shortly, Eagles continue their preseason schedule Thursday night against the Bills at Lincoln Financial Field. Kickoff 7 o'clock. You can hear the game on 94 WIP. The Phillies will host the Mets again tonight. First pitch, seven o five. Aaron Nola makes the start for the Phillies. Steven Matz for the Mets. The game could be heard right here on 94 WIP. Leading off with Rob Cherry begins at 6 o'clock. Phil's coming off a 7-6 loss to the Mets last night. When it comes to home security, stay protected and connected to your home with Philadelphia's best defense, Ackerman Security, online at AckermanSecurity.com. CBS 3 eyewitness weather, spotty showers, Isolated Thunder, very muggy today. High 81 at 72 in Philadelphia. Get the story 20 minutes before and after every hour. For breaking news and scores, go to cbsphillysports.com. Follow Sports Radio WIP on
3: Twitter. Sports on Sports Radio 94 WIP.
1: Ray, I don't know what to make of it, but God, I just love hearing Merrill. <laughs> I mean, that's really. Good. I was oh. out of town. I did not see the game live. Right, I was out on vacation in Cape Cod with my family. Had a right. great time. Blah blah blah. So what I did is I called up afterward, like every highlight which I saw, probably half the plays in the game. Right. Uh, without having to sit through all the horrible penalties and and fumbles, fumbles and all that stuff, uh, but just hearing Merrill make that call was it's great. It's worth it. Um, Merle's so excited. Yeah. Wentz is four for four plays, very limited time. Um, that play particularly just looked great evading Clay Matthews and keeping his composure, finding Hollins, throwing the pass, getting it done. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to go through various aspects of the game, but let's just start again. He threw, he threw four passes. Mm -hmm. Do you make anything from Wentz?
2: No he's, is an acceptable answer, by the way, here. no, no He was he was very good. I mean, he's very good. I mean, you send him out there with that one drive, takes you right down the field and scores. And it's the, – the the reason I, I'm not just dismissing it as, pre- oh, it's just a preseason game, don't overreact. The reason I'm not saying that is because it's been a continuation of what you've seen through the whole spring. I mean, the kid has really looked good. I mean, every day you go out and watch him practice, pick any day. I mean, any day you go out there, he impresses you. He does something that impresses you. Um you know, you and I had a conversation like a month ago when I told you how optimistic I was about this kid, and 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 like this year, I think he's ready to. I think he's really ready to step up, and and everything we've seen of him through the training camp has been an indication that I think that's the track that he's on. And Thursday night, look, you can't get a much smaller sampling than that, but everything you saw was was really positive. I mean, he really looks like he's. The real thing. I mean, I I believe in this kid. I really, truly do. I share
1: it. I want to get excited. I'm trying to temper the excitement, just because he's a second year kid and he had some ups and downs oh, last sure year. Oh, sure, he did. Absolutely. Um, yeah, but I I, I want to believe in him too. Yeah. I, I I I absolutely do. I, I'm not going to take much of anything from the preseason. I don't think we're going to see him do much more than this during the preseason. This is what he'll do a couple of games. Maybe next game he plays what a full quarter. Right. Yeah. Um, but he does seem to have
2: it. Mm-hmm. However you want to define it. He seems to have it. I think he does. And his teammates recognize it. I mean, you can kind of see just watching practice that it's his team now. I mean, you can see the veterans defer to him. I mean, he's, they clearly recognize that he's the guy and they, and they believe in him. Now, the one thing I would say is, in saying that, that I believe in him, you believe in him, we feel that he has the it factor, all the positives, understand that that doesn't guarantee long-term result. Andrew Luck is as good a quarterback pro- prospect as I've seen come out of college since Peyton Manning, and before that, John Elway. I thought, I thought Luck was that good coming out, and he was. But look at where he is right now, because yeah. they didn't build a team around him. So you could say everything we're saying about Carson Wentz and believe in him fully as a player and what he represents in terms of his potential, but that they ha- the rest of the organization has to do their job in building the team around him that allows him to realize what he's capable of being. Well, Roseman certainly seemed to go to the effort of doing that this offseason. We'll
1: see how it pans out. But when you sign Alshon Jeffrey and you add Tory Smith and you add... Um, uh, Blount. And, you you know, you, you, they really seem to work
2: on improving the, the skill position players around him. That, But that is the one thing that you say, trading Jordan Matthews, hmm. Yeah. Because for whatever, and I, and I know last week when Joe Gillian and I were talking about it, a lot of people were calling up and saying, Jordan Matthews isn't that good. You know, he drops the ball all the time. Get rid of him. You can trade him, trade him. Look, the fact is, if you watched him play, Carson Wentz really liked this guy. Carson Wentz really trusted this guy. When he was in trouble, he looked for Jordan Matthews many times. And this whole offseason has been about getting better players around Carson Wentz. By making this trade, you've taken away a guy that, regardless of what the fans think of him, Carson Wentz liked him. And on Thursday, two of his first three passes went to Jordan Matthews. So this is a little bit of a departure. It's the first time you've taken something away from Wentz now. But it was a necessary thing to do to help yourself at another position. But that's the one thing. Last week when everybody was saying he's going to get traded, he's going to get traded. I said, I can see that. And I understand the need to bring in a defensive back. I understand all that. But also understand that this sort of goes in the opposite direction of everything that this offseason has been about.
1: Yeah. I got you. Let's get Scott. You're on 94WIP. Good morning, Scott.
3: Good morning. How are you doing today? Just great. Thank you. Hey, um, I've heard a lot of uh, on different uh, uh, no offense, bobblehead analysts were were basically um, was putting the quarterbacks in line. What are the top five quarterbacks in your in your corner uh, or quarter?
1: QBs or corner? The QBs, oh, QBs. Top five QBs. Okay, QBs. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, Ray, you want to uh, you want to start with that? Top five quarterbacks,
3: like quarterbacks, yeah.
1: Okay. Regardless well, of age, well, like say, Tom yeah, Brady yeah. being
2: number one. Let me let me
1: ask well, you, are you. we
3: all know Brady is number one. Go from two to six. Better yet.
2: Okay. Well, are you? See, I have to ask. I have to ask you what you're looking for. Are you looking for the guy for this moment, this this year, or are you looking down the road?
3: I'm looking what, right now, playing right now, that the co- quarterbacks that going into the red zone is the best. And you're just going okay. for
1: if you had them for 2017, right? Not for the rest of right. the career, yeah. just this year. Gotcha. Dealing
3: dealing All with right, two dealing, years, maybe like two years. Dealing All with right. okay, uh, then
2: then you know it's Brady number one, Rogers number two. Uh, I'll take Breeze number three. Uh, I'll take.
1: Won't put Ben on there.
2: Ben is, uh, you know, I would put. Ben might be number five. I um, where where do you put Matt Ryan after last year? I yeah, already, I, I would, and I really like Derek Carr. I I guess if I had to do it, it would be Brady one, Rogers two, Breeze three, Roethlisberger four, and I'd say, I'm going to give you Derek Carr as five. I thought yeah, yeah. I, I,
3: I, uh, did he get hurt again? Oh, uh, well, he got hurt last he got, year. He got
2: hurt at the end of last year. No, I mean the
3: other day. Not that I'm aware of. Oh, I thought he got uh, his—he got injured his his ankle or something. Uh,
2: I if I, I haven't heard if if it was if he did it, it was fairly minor because it would have been a much bigger story. I haven't heard it. So Russell, oh.
1: I'm just trying to think of who doesn't make your list. Russell Wilson doesn't make your list.
2: Right. I thought about him. Matt Ryan.
1: Matt. Oh, Matt Ryan ended up not making your not list. making my list. Okay.
2: Really? Why? He just it was in the Super Bowl. I know. I know you, you. You asked me a straight up question. I. I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I you're I'm just, right. I'm just telling you right now, based on what I saw. And I right. listen, I, I like Matt Ryan a lot, but I mean, I, I think Derek Carr's on his way to being a a, a big, big well, star.
3: Well, he would have made a lot of noise last year if he didn't get hurt. Yeah,
2: I. If it, he it, if, it, if, if he hadn't gotten hurt, I'm not so sure they wouldn't have beaten the Patriots. I mean, if, I, the way the Raiders are playing, I think they, they I, I t- I'll tell you this because I know to talk some people around the league. The Raiders were a team that the Patriots did not want to see in the postseason. They when when Carr went down, that changed everything. With a healthy carr, the that was the one team in the AFC that scared the Patriots.
1: You know, it was the team I was on before the year. That that was my sleeper team last yeah, know year. It was. And I and I really thought they would have done with Khalil Mack on that side. And Derek Carr on the other side and a really good young offensive line. I thought this is a team that can be good. And they were
2: getting there. They were they were getting there. They were very good. Yeah. They were very good. And they're a team you gotta watch right now. When Carr comes back and assuming he's healthy, yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be good again. I'm just trying to think
1: of the quarterbacks that you did not put on there. Russell Wilson, you didn't close. Uh you didn't mention Cam Newton who had a bad year last year after having you know, such a good year the year before.
2: Matthew uh, Stafford. Stafford, yeah. Thought about Always him. throws
1: a lot of volume there.
2: Yeah, yeah. His numbers are pretty impressive. Yeah. Though.
1: And this is the difference between real life and fantasy football, by the way.
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, 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 but I, I'm am, I am a, I am a big Roethlisberger fan. I think Roethlisberger is very, very good. He's had a great career. He, he really has. He really. Tomorrow, has. Tomorrow, you know
1: what? When we're on tomorrow, I want to talk a little bit about because uh, I, I don't want to get into the quarterback thing too much. We got other things to cover today that are very topical, but maybe tomorrow covered if you could that was a good question who would you take for the next two years it was a good fair question what i want to cover is who would you take for the rest of his career because that's an entirely different question and that's where carson wentz starts to factor in
2: right that's when you that's when you have to start thinking about him Yeah. right
1: let's get andrew you're on 94 wip
2: how you guys doing
3: hello andrew good um you got to play the clip and i thought that's where you're headed but you didn't um I feel like, along with what you said about just needing more defensive help, I felt like Mac Hollins played really well Thursday night, and uh, I feel like, th- I mean, I-, I could see him kind of maybe even pushing Aguilar to be better rather than Jordan Matthews, like Jordan Matthews was. Well, they really like
2: Hollins, uh, and uh, he's been very good uh, so far. I don't know how I mean, much that- I, don- I don't know how much they were projecting him to play on offense this year. Um I know I know they they were expecting him to be a major contributor on special teams right away cuz he is very good at that. That was something he was really good at in college. Uh but but he's got he he really I think he he needs to refine uh his receiving skills. You know, he didn't he didn't play all that much receiver in college. He had a lot of injury issues. He didn't play a whole a whole lot. So he's uh, he's a real talented kid, but he's he still needs to be coached up a little bit. But I I know I know this staff likes him very much.
3: I mean, isn't he? I mean, he's pretty much, isn't he? Basically, Jordan Matthews without the name. I mean, I mean, same size, similar speed. Well, you got it. No, he's actually bigger. Yeah, but bigger? Be-
1: before you get there, Jordan Matthews over the last the first three years of his career caught two hundred and something passes. Oh,
3: of course, well, of course. I mean, I, I know. I'm not but before you make
1: him the next but, Jordan Matthews. Let's go beyond one nice play in preseason.
3: I I agree. I agree. I just I could see. I could. I don't know. I saw. You're right. It's one play, but from what I heard about in camp, and then the the amazing stiff arm he had. I mean, he looked like he looked. I I don't know. I was really impressed. I mean, he made a couple good plays. I saw him making some blocks on the field. I don't know. I I, I really liked him. So I I I got
1: it. You know, and and enjoy and have fun and get excited. But look, I'm as guilty of this as anybody. You see somebody look good in preseason. It's like you, you start to transfer it. Like this is going to happen in the regular season. Oh sure. How many times do we go through this with Nate Brown? Too, too many. Who also went to North Carolina. Too many. <laughs> which is, but to me, Nate Brown is more Aguilar than than Hollins. Okay. Hollins is. I, I okay, like him. Hollins, I'm intrigued Hollins by him. Hollins is Hank Basket. Oh God, right. you're killing me.
2: No, I'm. Just, <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm. I'm uh, and listen, I I do like the kid, and I do think there's something there. The other guys, I I always thought were 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 half a mirage. I mean, I do kind of buy into this kid, but um, you do have to consider the fact that injuries really, really interrupted his career in college. You wonder is he going to be able to stay healthy up here now in the NFL? Um, and two years ago at North Carolina, he had a real bad case of the drops, which is a little bit the issue with Jordan Matthews. I mean, he he dropped six out of thirty six targets yeah. two years ago. Yeah. Now, last year he improved.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news.